Welcome to the Food for Your Soul podcast, where we apply the Word of God to the hearts of men and women to stoke the fires of your delight in Christ. Here's your host, Dr. D. Richard Ferguson. After he was confronted with his sin, David begged God, Restore the joy of my salvation. How do you know when that's happened? When you're grieving over your sin, when is it okay to laugh again? So we understand why sorrow and brokenness are so important in the repentance process, and we understand how to bring our souls to a point of sorrow and brokenness. One more question. How long should I stay in that condition? When is it okay to laugh again? When David keeps on asking God, restore the joy of my salvation, that implies at some point that's supposed to happen, right? The joy is supposed to come back. When? When is it okay to laugh again? To leave the sorrow and brokenness behind and move ahead in joy? Micah 7, 8 is a fascinating, I love this paragraph. He says, Micah says, Do not gloat over me, my enemy, though I have fallen, I will rise. Though I sit in darkness, the Lord will be my light. Because I have sinned against him, I will bear the Lord's wrath. Until he pleads my case and establishes my right, he will bring me out into the light and I will see his righteousness. So the prophet is saying here, I've sinned. God's displeased, so I'm sitting in the darkness. I admit it. I'm, I'm in the darkness. And God's angry. But don't gloat over me because, because the time is coming when God will plead my case and bring me right back out into the light. Amen. Amen. Right now, Micah says, I'm like a, I'm like a, I'm like a child who's been sent to his room waiting for dad to come in. Dad's angry. The talk that we're going to have when he comes in, it's not going to be any fun. But I know what's going to happen afterwards. Same thing that always happens. He's going to come into my room. There's going to be discipline. That's going to hurt. He's going to give me some strong words. And then, when the tears are sufficient, the discipline will be over. And it'll be done. And he'll take me up into his arms. And there will be comfort and encouragement and instruction And at the end, he's going to say, son, did you learn your lesson? Yes, sir. Okay, let's go. And we'll go downstairs and we'll be fine. And and everything will be okay between me and him. I can be right there at his side. He's not going to be angry. I'm not in trouble anymore. It's okay for me to laugh. I'll be right. The the whole thing is in the past. It's dealt with. By the way, that's one of the reasons why we need to deal with our, discipline our kids uh, decisively so that they can have this sense. Okay, it's over. It's over. It's done. Mike is saying, that's going to happen. It's going to happen. So how do I know when it's happened? How do I know when it's done? It's okay for me to laugh again. When is it okay to stop grieving? Obviously, there's no exact science or formula I can give you, but I, 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 I would suggest this. You know that it's over and it's time to rejoice again when the things that, that you lost, the things that David was praying for in Psalm 51, those symptoms of unrepentance are gone. So, so God gives you the ability to enjoy his gifts and his blessings again. He gives you the ability uh, to, to enjoy his presence and attributes again. When you start to sense that, then you know it's over. He gives you the ability to draw near to him again. To, 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 to enjoy flavors of food and, and sunsets and, and, the, and the, the gifts of his, of his kindness to you. He enables you to read his word and start to get insights again. 
and understand it and, and, and feel delight in your soul instead of boredom, then you know it's over. And sometimes that happens, it happens really fast, immediately, way faster than you expect. You think it's going to go on for weeks and it's just moments and it's over. Other times it could be, it could be hours or it could be days or even weeks in some extreme cases. If it goes on longer than that, then probably it's not God chastising you. It's more likely uh, you just don't understand how to draw near to God. Because God loves you and he loves to restore when there's repentance. He loves to put it in the past. You know the discipline is over when God allows you closeness with him again. The problem comes when we have so little intimacy with God on a regular basis that we don't even know what that closeness is like. We barely even know what we're looking for when we ask God to allow us to draw near to him again. You can tell when your boss isn't mad at you anymore. You can tell when your spouse's anger is over and now you're on good terms again. But do you know what it's like when God's discipline relents and he welcomes you back in? Strive to draw near to God today and enjoy intimacy with him so you know what you're forfeiting when you sin. And you know what you're looking for in those times of repentance when you ask if the Lord's discipline is over. Do not gloat over me, my enemy. Though I have fallen, I will rise. Though I sit in the darkness, the Lord will be my light. Because I have sinned against him, I will bear the Lord's wrath until he pleads my case and establishes my right. He will bring me out into the light, and I will see his righteousness. Micah 7, 8, and 9. Father, make it clear to me when you've done that, when your anger has passed and you're pleading my case and bringing me back out into the light to see your righteousness. Teach me not to try to escape the darkness prematurely before you're ready to be my light again. Keep me from seeking substitutes for your presence. And teach me not to remain in the darkness after you have relented and invited me back into your presence. May I never extend your discipline with some self-styled punishment. Blessed is he whose transgressions are forgiven, whose sins are covered. Blessed is the man whose sin you do not count against him, and in whose spirit is no deceit. When I kept silent, my bones wasted away through my groaning all day long. For day and night your hand was heavy upon me. My strength was sapped as in the heat of summer. But then I acknowledged my sin to you and did not cover up my iniquity. I said, I will confess my transgressions to the Lord. And you forgave the guilt of my sin. Teach me to draw near to you while you may be found. Surely when the mighty waters rise, they will not reach me. You are my hiding place. You will protect me from trouble and surround me with songs of deliverance.
Don't let me be like the horse or the mule, which have no understanding, but must be controlled by bit and bridle, or they'll not come. Many are the woes of the wicked, but your unfailing love surrounds the man who trusts in you. I will rejoice in you today, Lord, and be glad, because you are gracious and compassionate, slow to anger, quick to forgive, and abounding in love. Thank you for listening. If you found today's episode edifying, why not share it with a friend? This season of the Food for Your Soul podcast features excerpts from our sermon series on the book of James. 50 expository sermons covering every verse. You can find those and hundreds of other sermons for free download on drichardferguson.com. And if you like listening on your phone, get our free mobile app. Install the Church One app from the Play Store and select Food for Your Soul. Until next time, rejoice in the Lord always and set your mind on things above where Christ is seated at the right hand of God.